as a field marketing specialist, we pretty much implant ourselves right in the middle of the WordPress community. We go to different events surrounding digital marketing for people who will use or will benefit more from our pro hub, GoDaddy's pro hub. I go to various events and I discuss our product, talk to different people, see what their needs are and help connect them with our best offerings at GoDaddy. That was Gina Marie Innocent, field marketing specialist at GoDaddy. We'll learn more about her role at GoDaddy in a moment. She tweeted out something that I thought was super important, and that was highlighting some of the stuff you might be thinking as a first-time WordCamp goer, especially if you're headed to WordCamp US at the end of the week, uh, which is uh, at the end of the week as of this recording, WordCamp US in San Diego. It's just an overwhelming experience. It's overwhelming to travel. It's overwhelming getting to your hotel and the convention center, 600 plus people. If you're at the WordCamp Europe, thousands of people that are in this one location, all loving WordPress. But where do you go? Do you you just stay outside and just tremble in fear? Or do you go inside and start meeting people? Do you go to the talks? Do you stay in the hallway track? What do you do at the after party? There's so much that goes through one's head at these really valuable uh, events that we have throughout the WordPress community. Uh, it's tremendous, but also tremendously uh, scary for some of us uh, to make sure that we're getting as much value out of this stuff as possible. And uh, well, Gina and I, we're going to talk about that today in today's episode. But first, this episode is brought to you by InMotion Hosting. InMotion empowers you to build and grow websites with all the essential tools you need. Visit mattreport.com slash InMotion. Featuring hyper-fast performance stacks from the only web host powered by UltraStack, complete with 99.99% uptime, free SSL, one-click application installs, and a free domain for a year. Rest assured knowing your website is secure and managed by friendly 24-7 human support. Go even further with their managed WordPress hosting platform. All plans are fine-tuned to deliver superior performance, security, and scalability. Build and launch a WordPress website in record time with their free page builder and professional themes. Transfer an existing one with their free migration tools. Start your next WordPress website with InMotion at mattreport.com slash InMotion and experience hyper-fast load times and unparalleled performance, plus you'll receive free lifetime SSL certificates, automatic backups, and unlimited bandwidth. Visit mattreport.com slash InMotion for your free web hosting consultation today. I am currently lead, running lead on a GoDaddy Pro brand ambassador program. So pretty much my day-to-day -day currently is creating a new program that is going to help us gain more feedback, insight on how we can create better products and what we can do to help new and current customers of GoDaddy. And you have the luxury of working with one Adam Warner every day. Yes, Adam Warner is my director, my team lead. I definitely get the luxury of working with that great <laughs> gentleman. <laughs> Adam was on the on the podcast. Well, he's been on the podcast multiple times, but the first time he was on was I was just looking it up, June thirteenth, twenty thirteen. So almost ten years ago, oh, he was on wow. the podcast. So I've known Adam for quite some time. I remember meeting him, WordCamp Miami. I can't remember which one in a loud bar setting it was the loudest bar <laughs> setting ever like there was a band just blasting and i was like wow what is going on in this place talk to me about and i don't know how maybe how deep we didn't chat about this we had our pre-interview like i normally do with a lot of my guests but the, the the term or the position of brand ambassador 
I hear this thrown around a lot, not thrown around in a bad way, but I hear it, I hear it around the Twitter sphere, especially from hosting companies, always looking for sort of these brand ambassadors. What does a brand ambassador do? What is GoDaddy hoping that a brand ambassador achieves for, for the GoDaddy brand? Yeah, so everyone has a team of, or most tech companies from doing my research has created a brand ambassador program that will be able to benefit them in various things. Our brand ambassadors, what we hope to get from them is, like I said, feedback. Who's more connected with their base within their own cities? Our team is a team of seven people. We can only do so much and connect with people hands-on. So we hope that these people can go out on behalf of GoDaddy and just educate them on how to scale their business, how to incorporate WordPress into their business, whether it's creating an online presence, building a storefront, et cetera, et cetera. We are not using our brand ambassador program to sell products, but more about informing people of our products. We also want to use our brand ambassadors for feedback. We know that GoDaddy has been growing the last couple of years and we want to, we want to be a part of better conversations. And our brand ambassadors will be able to come back to us and let us know what's the conversation like. And we want to have them lead on some of our new products, things that we're developing. We would love for them to beta test it, see how it is, bring other people on to beta test our our updated or new products, pretty much use them as a, a team of people who can help us lead our company, our products in the right direction. We incentivize, we're going to incentivize that heavily and hope that whatever we are trading off is beneficial for them. But mostly our brand ambassadors would already be within the WordPress community and who have who have a love or a passion for educate, educating people who have curated meetups previously who don't mind sitting on a platform and talking about new products and how people can use our GoDaddy products to benefit them, their business or their agencies. I'm not looking for a job, but if I were, <laughs> like, <laughs> like I feel like this role, I, I've seen, again, I've seen this before. I always like in the back of my mind, I hope my boss isn't listening, like, oh, I could be an ambassador for one of, <laughs> for one of these. And I feel like it would be a great job. Like, I feel like you probably get hundreds of, of applicants when a job like this comes out because it is like the essence of somebody who wants to be in the, in the WordPress community, which is what we're going to talk about uh, more in depth in a little bit. But like, this is something where I think anyone sitting on the sidelines who's just like, they know WordPress, they know the WordPress community, the software, tech, they know a little bit of marketing, they know a little bit of sales. Like, this is a pretty solid position. And I think there's a lot of folks in the WordPress space, I could be wrong, that have all of these types of skills and soft skills to do this kind of thing. And I, I just imagine that you probably get a lot of applicants when something like this opens up. I feel like a lot of people want this kind of thing. Well, we hope so. We're hoping to launch at the beginning of 2023. More marketing will go out on that soon, hopefully. But we hope to. I don't know what that would look like. I would hope a lot of people are interested in becoming brand ambassadors for GoDaddy. It is. It will be extremely fun. We'll definitely cover travels to different work camps and other events. So yeah, it, it would be fun. I 
I definitely think I would be, if they will let me, <laughs> be a brand ambassador for GoDaddy on top of my current yeah. role. Hey, hey, Adam, I'm actively recruiting one of your team members <laughs> to a different position in the company. Sorry about that, my friend. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about the WordPress community. You have a lot to share on that, especially as a first timer. I saw your tweet, as many did, on, or your Twitter thread, I should say, on Twitter about being a first time WordPress, uh, WordCamp goer, I should say. WordCamp US is coming up in a few short two weeks from now, I think, roughly. And you had a great thread breaking everything down from like packing, how to pack to <laughs> go to these events, going to different after parties and, and stuff like that. I really want to dig in to your number five tip, which was like the network and follow up, because I think that's what a lot of us who have been here for, I don't know, what, 20 years at this point in the space doing this thing. The networking at WordCamps are unmatched. And I really want to dig into that, but talk to me through your lens first as a newcomer into the WordPress space. How did you look at WordCamps? Did you ever like know about them when you were using WordPress in the past? Did they seem foreign to you or they were like, wow, this, this looks great. Can't wait to dive in. I had absolutely no clue about the WordPress community. As a WordPress user, we, well, me, I am self-taught. So when I first built my first site, I was using YouTube. I was using smaller blogs as ways of teaching myself within these YouTube videos or smaller blogs. I never knew that there was a whole community behind it. Just thought it was developers who were interested and wanted to teach something on YouTube, create a platform for themselves. When I learned about the WordCamp or the WordPress community and WordCamps in general at the beginning of this year, I was still like slightly confused about what type of events these would be or how large it would be. Like Adam and Sandy, Sandy's a manager on my team as well. They would tell me that there were like 2000 attendees or 3000 or even like discuss Miami WordCamp. And in my head, I'm like, oh my God, these sounds so big, but I couldn't visually like see what it would be like. I watched a couple videos of people who had talks at WordCamp. I still couldn't visually conceptualize what it would be when I walked in to that venue it was it was so much more than i expected it was way larger than i expected and then that's when i knew i was just like oh yeah this is this is big this is huge you would think like yeah global but i didn't expect it to be this huge like yeah. th this global it was amazing well when we did our pre-interview we talked about your past in sort of the fashion space. And, and we'll talk about that maybe in a little bit, but did you ever hear, like, I think for a lot of people, they hear WordCamp and somebody says, oh, hey, it's a place where hundreds of people go. They talk about WordPress and you're like, okay, it's sort of like a, is it like a convention? Is it like this expo? And then like, yeah, sort of like that, but it's 35 bucks. And you're like, 35 bucks? Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> like, did, did that ever hit you? And you're like, God, that's too cheap. And, and then maybe the opposite was if it were 3,500 bucks, which some expos are like, or some business conventions are like, you're like, I'm not even going to look at that. But what, did you feel this weirdness about this is only 50 bucks, 30 bucks? Did that ever cross your mind? Absolutely. Oh, I've been to a couple other work conventions. Like you mentioned, I previously worked in a fashion retail space. So we would have to go to certain conventions and those tickets would be like from like, 
low hundreds, like maybe $120 for general admissions, up to thousands of dollars, right. depending. And that's just for that's just for admission into some of these conventions. And we I would see larger brand names and things at these can and things at these conventions. I didn't expect to see as many large brand names at WordCamp as well for a $60 ticket. That's that's not what I was expecting. Yeah. But it was it was great. Yeah, it's really low price. And for all that you get, including lunch, because let me tell you, at any of my other conventions, we did not get lunch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they certainly weren't asking, were you like, omnivore, carnivore? You're right. Like, you're like, wait a minute, I got options here? This is, this is crazy. Forgot to ask in the pre-interview. Now, in the pre-interview, you've been to, have you been to a WordCamp yet? Or this is going to be the very first one? I did go to the uh, WordCamp. My yep. first WordCamp actually, which was, is my me showing my GoDaddy privilege, was Porto, Portugal. Oh yes, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yep. And that that what they what they call the hallway track, or what the community calls the hallway track. Did you experience that at all, or did you go into the work into into the, the the presentations, or did you get a healthy mix of it? How how did that all go down for you? So I was working a booth majority. I didn't get to. I didn't get to actually experience any of our talks or our workshops, which is why in the thread I created, I mentioned actually going through and checking out the events and some of the speakers that are going to be there. Mm. I waited into the last minute on Contributor Day in Portugal, where you are supposed to go and get like your and register for it. I didn't know exactly what was going on. And I'm not going to lie, I was intimidated by some of the requirements because I I don't find I don't think that I had the tech knowledge to go to some of these workshops. Mm. But again, because of networking and talking to other people, they were like, don't be intimidated. And I did. And I got that information after. So I didn't get to enjoy a lot of the content that WordPress or the WordCamps offered. But I heard so many great things from other people who did attend. So definitely on my list for this WordCamp because I don't want to miss it. I felt like I missed so much like vital information in Portal that I'm like, I just can't miss it in the U.S. I think it's like an unspoken truth about about WordCamps where speakers, like the speakers who are presenting, and and I've been a speaker once or twice before, and it's kind of like, I already know, (laughs) this is hard, I'm trying to think of the best way to frame this. Like if you're speaking for your first time, it's tough at a word camp because so many people go for the hallway track. And if you've never heard that term before, what is the hallway track? The hallway, virtually thinking of hallways connecting these rooms where people are presenting. And at word camp, especially the big ones, people just spend their time talking out in the hallway. <laughs> so like, that's what it means. But for a speaker, sometimes like you can look at this big room if you're at this big conference center and like there's 10 people there. It's tough, right? It's, it's, it's tough, but it's also like, I think it's this unspoken truth that all the speakers realize, hey, I know a lot of people are here for the for the valuable hallway track, but if you're in the room with me, then you're probably really engaged in my content because mm-hmm. why else are you here? So mm-hmm. like it's it's a weird dynamic at WordCamps for sure. I remember bouncing in between the last one I went WordCamp Philly. I think WordCamp Philly was the last one I went to, which was God, I don't even know how many years ago. And it was just constant moving around into all of these big conference centers or these conference rooms. And doors slamming, like, God, I feel bad for the speakers. I just feel bad. Like, they're not walking out. They're just, oh, they're taking in a little bit, and then they're going out into the hallway. You might experience that. It's a long way of me getting to you. You might experience that, too, where you just bounce from room to room. And I think it's okay in this setting. 
It, it was. I actually got to go, like, I spent some time down there and it was really amazing. It was a hustle and bustle similar to what I would compare to like being in New York where people are just constantly moving from room to room, door to door. People have their computers open, still moving. It, it was like people were working and also just taking in so much information. And I was just like, wow, that like, it's crazy that these people like they're getting so much like valuable knowledge for $60. It's, it's insane. And like, I, if, if you don't take anything else away from a work camp, please go to those, what you call the hallway track, yep. get engaged, listen to those talks, get into at least one workshop out of those couple days. It's well worth it. So I want to stick on number five, the, the hallway track. You say wherever you are at the conference venue or an event, introduce yourself and spark up the conversation. I think that's really hard for a lot of people. Right? They see a group of people chatting, three or four people. Maybe they recognize somebody from, from Twitter. Maybe Mullenweg's there and he's in a group and you just want to go in and you want to say hi, you want to introduce yourself. Do you have any tips for somebody who maybe trying to just jump into a, a small group to say, hey, I'm Gina, this is what I do. Like, do you have any tips on how to break into that conversation? Okay, so what most people won't believe this because but I am extremely introverted I am very shy and scared especially when introducing myself or meeting other people so hopefully this will help other people who are also introverts I think I come out of my shell when I feel a little bit more comfortable but in settings like that what I would say is what I feel more comfortable doing is walking up to a group and I'll listen to their conversations. Most time at the net, these network events, they are there are bars. You can sit around the bar until you hear overhear a conversation that strikes you, or you can walk up to some a group of people that are already having a conversation and interject yourself into that conversa conversation if you have something meaningful to say. Most times, once someone notices you, they'll ask you for your name. I think one thing about WordCamp that shocked me was how friendly everyone was so even though I would walk up to these circles or these group of people where they'll be having a conversation no one ever felt the need to like shut me out they would actually slightly open the circle up in order for me to fit in and that's always made me feel comfortable I've had random conversations at a bar just ordering my drink before I even get into it like I try and like have a cocktail to calm me down before I even get a cocktail someone's already talking to me and I think that makes it easy for introverts but yeah insert yourself in the conversation most times people are just having random general conversation anyways so get yourself in and then at some point in the middle of the conversation you'll be presented with the opportunity to introduce yourself or maybe you can ask the person next to you what their name is and continue going from there. I'm an introvert as well. I want to hold that thought for a second, but I thought of another idea <laughs> to break into the conversation. And this goes out to everyone who's doing this whole like NFT thing and you all have <laughs> avatars of cartoon <laughs> characters or something like that. Switch it to your real face when you go to this WordCamp so that those who see and interact with you on Twitter can actually make the connection. That'd be great, right? I'm specifically <laughs> looking at like Brad Williams, who loves to rock all like these <laughs> NFT characters that he collects. Show your face. So if you knock on the door here and we all know who you are. Let's talk about being an introvert, really about expelling that energy. It, it is for me where if I am having a conversation with somebody or if I'm doing a talk at an event or something like that, 
I'm sort of just drained afterwards. Like I just need to go, I need to go away before I go to the after party or something like that. In tip number six, which is right after number five, it says, it's okay to step away and take a break. I'm an introvert, introvert, but can be extremely social and talkative in comfortable settings. But my social meter drops low, especially after working the conference all day. 100%. And I think that a lot of people, it's not really a question here, but it's more of a statement. Like I feel like a lot of people just need to be a little bit more comfortable with that. And a lot of people just have to accept that, that some people are just going to disappear for a little bit, but then you'll see them again later on, maybe at the after party. Absolutely. I had to step away a lot because sometimes I feel overwhelmed. And as an introvert, I think we're harder on ourselves after we have a conversation. I kind of like, I'm working on it. Sometimes I can be a little hard on myself and beat myself up if I don't feel like I took away from the conversation or if I don't feel like I made or I said the wrong word or I hesitated too much. So I would have to step away and gather myself and just be like, girl, get it together. You are okay. (laughs) So luckily in Porto, they had a quiet room. So sometimes if I felt overwhelmed, I let my team know like, hey, I'm going to go and sit in the quiet room. I just need to take a breath. And then I would go in there and i would just sit down for about 15, 20 minutes and I would feel a lot more comfortable. Don't feel obligated to stay at any parties. I actually left the after party really early in Porto because it was just so overwhelming. I was over it. I felt like I spent an entire week having conversations (laughs) and just talking and talking. So it was just like, I need to step away. And I actually left fairly early. Don't feel bad because what you do after you create these relationships, you maintain them in WhatsApp, Twitter DMs, LinkedIn, emails. You you don't have to be at those parties all day once you've created that contact. You can follow up via, if in another comfortable way for you. So step away as many times as you need to. It is a lot. It is a lot. You walk away from with a headache from talking so much on some days. And I know you're hard on yourself because number seven is about sleep and you only expect to sleep more than three to five hours. You can sleep when you get home. You get a, a funny animated gift, the sleepers for the week. That That's hilarious. The Yeah, the time that you spend there is is precious. It's to connect and make these connections with people in face-to-face because, well, we haven't done it. Well, you, you got a chance to go to it, but I think a lot of people going to WordCamp US didn't make it to Porto. This will be the first time that they're seeing people after two or three years. So definitely taking advantage of it, but but or, or, or organizing it or keeping it so that you're not getting burnt out is key. Yes. Do not get burnt out. Some, you do not have to follow my advice. Sleep is for the week at WordCamp. <laughs> <laughs> I got scared when I saw that one. Like, no, it really is like a work event from nine to five. And then you go and you have dinner. And then like so far, how many RSVPs or how many events have we seen? It's almost an event every single day. Right. On some days, there's like two or three events. Now... If anyone's like me, after a couple cocktails, it's like caffeine. I'm just up. I'm ready to go. Let's keep the party going. And so I'll go to some of these events. And then the conversation is so great. The people are so amazing that you don't even realize the time. It's two o'clock in the morning and you're stumbling into your hotel room. And then you have to be right back up at about seven or eight o'clock so you can get your hotel's continental breakfast and head out for the night. 
next day. Yeah. But you do not have to like get your rest. I do. I have some teammates who they got in got in bed, got their rest, and then they did it the whole day at the conference, just meeting people, talking to people, and keeping it pushing. Me, I guess because I'm new and I'm trying to immerse myself in the community a little bit more, I'm using every time that I can. And also, like, I'm young. It's okay. I'll be okay. <laughs> How did you get into WordPress? We so we mentioned earlier that you were in the fashion industry. In our pre-interview, you said that you tried out WordPress when you were building it for your blog, for your own initiatives before GoDaddy. You remember that first time getting into WordPress? How did you get into it technically, like using the software and launching it for your website? So when I wanted to create a blog, I didn't know what platform I wanted to use. I've gotten, I, I had a lot of people who were telling me, oh, just spin up a Squarespace, of course, because it's so easy or Wix. Wix, it's easy, copy and paste platform, things like that. But I didn't feel like I was going to get the functionality that I wanted to. One of my favorite bloggers is Mineral Steel, and she had a very detailed example of or a blog about how to get started. And after speak, after watching multiple YouTube videos, talking to other developers within my community, like within my circle, I have a lot of small business owners and creatives around me. And reading her blog, it just solidified it that WordPress would be the best platform in order for me to get the versatility that I want and grow it as far as I wanted. So I went with WordPress. It was just like, go to wordpress.org or wordpress and then start building it out find your perfect template and then find a host now as someone who was not very tech savvy at that time it was very confusing to set up my first wordpress site but honestly i became so immersed in it i finished my site in like 24 hours like I stayed up until like four o'clock in the morning one day and I was just like okay I finally got it like I'm getting it let me just keep at it let me keep at it so I did it and I kept at it I kept watching my YouTube videos and I finally spun it up and it was really easy and then at that point I was just like oh you might as well download the app and I was just like okay let me download the app and then it just became so much easier from there do you have a obviously aside from GoDaddy but do you have a recommended starter kit when my friends or colleagues of yours who maybe are in the same field or starting their own business and you tell them to, to spin up WordPress, like, do you tell them, hey, you should use this theme, you should use these plugins, obviously you should host it GoDaddy, but do you have a go-to kit to fast track people so they don't have to maybe go through all the tutorial, reading, watching, listening that you had to do in the beginning? No, because if I had to do it, you have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's great. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, you just you got to use what you have. Now that I've joined my team, Courtney has been really great with teaching me. She's just like, go to learn.wordpress.org. And it's like mm -hmm. it's really simple videos, which I was like, why didn't I know this in, in advance? But honestly, those YouTube videos, like YouTube University, best, best school out there. Like, mm. they they should just on like, clear our student debts. And then I'm <laughs> <laughs> I'm re-registering at YouTube University from now on. Can, can I clear all of my YouTube University technical debts? Like learning <laughs> all of these other platforms I've spent years on and then did nothing with it. I'm like, yeah, I'll learn how to code one day. And then like two months later after reading or watching JavaScript tutorials, I'm like, yeah, it's not yes, for me. I'm yeah. not doing this anymore. <laughs> Please, God, give me my time back. Please. No, honestly, <laughs> I think I'm still in that cycle. So... Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> we still have a problem. Do you look at any other platforms that are interesting to you that are like labeled the no code industry? Bubble comes to mind. Airtable does some fun things. Do you do you toy with any other technology online to to learn that goes well with WordPress, or are you just 100% WordPress these days because so that's the focus. I'm 100% WordPress these days. We have brought up Airtable like just to play around with. I'm I'm st- I'm sticking with WordPress. There's so much to learn that it's just yeah. like let me let me focus on that and then we can graduate to other things. But now WordPress. I saw another tweet thread from Leslie Sim where a lot of folks were chiming in about the the difficulties with spinning up a WordPress site because here we are 2022 before it'll be 2023. And I don't think people really look at WordPress as a blogging solution anymore, a website building solution, an e-commerce solution. Like we're still trying to figure out what the heck WordPress is. Do you have a gut feeling of what WordPress is and, and what it means to you and what it should be for somebody else? Or is this sort of, hey, we can do anything we want with it. Is that the best is that the best approach for WordPress? You can. So my approach to WordPress is that you can do anything you want with it. You can go wherever you want with it. And mostly when I when I describe it to other people, I say the same thing. I'm just like, it's a site that you can move wherever you want. You can do pretty much anything you want. There's no restrictions on it. I do feel like if we're trying to keep it going into different generation, newer generations, the wording does need to be changed and it needs to be simplified a little bit in order to keep keep this thing going, keep it running into, into further decades, another yeah. 30, 40 years. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really interesting to see. I think in in less. I'm gonna try to link this up in the show notes. But I think in less tweet thread, she said that I, she, I I'm just paraphrasing here what she said. But it's, she said WordPress will probably be in a good place by the year 2030. And I was like, wow, like that's a long time. <laughs> like, that, I, but she might be right. I mean, seven ish, six and a half ish years from now, yeah, it might take that long for it to finally just based on how long it's taken Gutenberg and now with full site editing just coming out this year. She might be onto something where 2030 might be the target year where this thing finally smooths over. I don't know if that's just a WordPress thing, an open source thing. This is a massive battleship to turn, right? This is a massive piece of software that's been around forever in terms of technology. Maybe that's the difficulty. Yeah, I I, I would say 2030 <clears throat> is a very, very long time. And... I guess it, it depends on for it to smooth out. I don't know if it's ever going to smooth out, really, because by 2030, technology is going to advance so much that it's just like, okay, what's next? Right. So I think it's it's based off of what what is needed, like what what is considered smoothed out, like finally getting Gutenberg completed. Are we going to, is it going to change where it's going to be similar or closer to Wix where it's easier for people to spin up like what are we and even now like with the 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 block editing people are now learning now people are having issues with that like what is what is smoothing out really look what does that look like right yeah i mean the alternative is just hey it's closed source so and then and that's if we found something that was great like uh, again people talk about how fast you can build something with wix and squarespace and and yes it's it's true, but you don't have that flexibility. I'm afraid, uh, again, not a question, just really a statement. I'm afraid that, yeah, we just all collectively throw our hands up and we say, all right, the heck with it. I'll just pay <laughs> Squarespace and Wix the lowest 30, 40 bucks a year, whatever they're charging for a simple site. 
and I'll just put my site over there. And great for their business, great for you know their employees and stuff, but also doesn't help open source, doesn't help WordPress. And I'm afraid if it yeah. doesn't catch up, like it's just this slow chipping away effect where we start losing people because they're like, I'll trade low dollars for a thousand percent more simplicity. It's a scary thought, but it, it could certainly happen over the course of five, 10 years. It could definitely happen. I would say what's keeping it from keeping that from happening is our designers and developers who are just like, absolutely not. (laughs) There are small business owners who just like, I'm not going to do it. Like I'm not tech savvy. I'm not creating my own website. I'm going to go to somebody else to do it. And when they find that designer and developer, they're like, no, we're going to do WordPress for this site. And those are people I really appreciate and just Mm. like this is what you're going to do like there's this gentleman here in Chicago he's a graphic designer slash dev designer and his name is Bailey he does really 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 amazing work but he's strictly WordPress and he will argue you down the difference between Wix and WordPress and the benefits. And he's not in the WordPress space. He's not in the WordPress community at all. Hopefully I can bring him in in our Chicago during during a Chicago meetup. But he's really, really talented. And he's worked with some really amazing people, some big name people, and he's built them WordPress sites. I feel like these are the people within the community that's going to keep WordPress alive. Uh, wrapping up here, I want you to name a location or, or a resource or a website or a Slack channel or whatever, <laughs> where you think people coming into WordPress for the first time should go. In our pre-interview, you said that Ali Nimmons was a pretty big champion for you to getting you into the space, helping you learn a little bit more about WordPress. Do you have a, a resource that you'd say, hey, if you're just getting into this for the first time, this is the best place? If you're getting into it for the first time, if you are a person of color, Black Press, definitely it's a Slack channel, join that. If you are on Twitter and you just want to see what's going on, see what the conversation is about, Courtney actually added me to the WordPress communities. So I would say join the WordPress community. If you are that those are my first two places after that is connect with someone who is very who's deep in the wordpress community and work with them three people off the top of my head that has been really really oh jesus four people who's been really who's really helped me adam adam warner we have courtney she is really, really immersed in, and she will help you build an, up a new site. She actually helped me build my new website. So Courtney Robertson, you'll meet him. You, you cannot miss this gentleman. He's really amazing. And he's actually what, what made me feel comfortable saying, hey, I'm going to try this space out. And then Allie Dimmons, of course, she is so kind and she will walk you through slowly, like literally handhold. And I'm very grateful for her. And yourself, I'd say, if anybody is. is <laughs> if you want to. <laughs> I'm Just get ready to, to not help. sleep at WordCamp US. <laughs> yeah, <that's>... <laughs> oh, yeah. No, if you really, if, if you, my twitter you see my face my abby is me <laughs> come up to the go daddy booth we are also having a go daddy networking party please rsvp for that as well but come speak to me let's let's talk i'm okay because it when i was in porto outside of my team i didn't have anyone to like hang with within my age group come on let's hang let's find stuff to do we can do something 
Twitter.com slash GoGinaMarie. Check out the Twitter thread. It'll be linked up in the show notes. Follow Gina and say hi if you're going to WordCamp US to that limited event of only 600 people. Mm -hmm. Definitely have a a great time over there. Anywhere else, any other websites you want people to go to? GoGinaMarie.com. Yep, and that is it. No other websites as of now. Nice. MattReport.com, MattReport.com slash subscribe to join the mailing list. It's the number one way to stay connected. See you in the next episode.